What up, what up, world? Back again for the 2020. Welcome to an all-new episode of Hosted by Decent with me, your host, Decent. And my guest at this time has been somebody I've been trying to get in here since the ball dropped. When I say one of the hottest, 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 with a whole bunch of T's, artists coming up in New York City and in hip-hop in general. He's been setting the streets ablaze with this Hood Life Crisis series. He's just been all over the place giving you that good, dope music. And he has the distinct honor of being the youngest guest on this show, making me feel incredibly old, but that's another story for another time. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for J.I., the Prince of New York. Woo! Bro. Appreciate you. Brother man, and no cap, that's what you kids say, right? Mm -hmm. No cap, I've been trying to get you in here since you crossed my radar, you know, without even listening fully through to the first song, I was like, this kid is amazing, he's phenomenal. So for those for who aren't familiar with you, and shame on you if you're not, tell the people a little bit about yourself, brother. So I go by J.I. That's my first and my middle name put together. My uncle used to call me that, that's how I came up with the name. But um, I grew up in Brooklyn, Crown Heights, Franklin Ave to be specific. Um, I'm 18, my birthday's in September. Um, I released a project, the first project on my birthday. And from there, it's just been up from there, you know, just the response, the, um, the feedback, the just the, the, the amount of people that's tuned in. Even if, for me, the whole world don't know yet, a lot of people know. So it's like, we getting there slowly but surely. So it's, it's, it's amazing for real. I just want to thank the fans for real. I don't feel like I get, a, I, I get enough time to do that, but just wrapped up the tour too. So like I said, shout out to the fans. Wouldn't be here without y'all. I'm just very thankful for y'all, for real. Yeah, and as we talked about off camera, your movement is definitely really, really strong. You definitely resonated with, you know, not just people from New York, but mm -hmm. the young people from New York yeah. as well. So you just wrapped up the tour. What was that whole experience like? It was dope. Um, it was it was my second tour, but my first headlining tour. Um, I was nervous. I'm not going to lie. I, in the beginning, I was nervous. I didn't really know what to expect because, mm -hmm. like, we had only had, like, two rehearsal days. And um, I was just going over the songs rather than, like, talking to, like, I, I, I didn't really have like shit to fill in as far as like after each song. Like, you were just going through the steps the as far as like, you know, yeah. the set list. So I was just, I was a little nervous, but I'm more of like a, like a, I do things off like the, what's that word called? Um, you're intuitive. Like you like, take the motion off the crowd and you know, Yeah, like oh, off the fuck, what, what's the word, man? It's off the, um, uh, I do it like then and there, like right there. Off the um oh my god it's on the tip of my tongue <laughs> it's just off the like off the rip, off the moment yeah off the cuff. yeah yeah just like that like I'm more of like a I do it then and there I'm gonna do it right there like I can't really prep for something I like I like for it to be genuine and like, you know like when I talk to people the crowd I like for it to be yeah you come, don't yeah you, you know? want to be rehearsed you want yeah. people to feel the emotion and mm -hmm. you want them to feel the moment because you're exactly. in that moment with yeah, them yeah exactly awesome 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 so. Talked about, you know, your projects, Hood Life Crisis. Now, when I hit play, automatically, you know, I'm just like, I'm, I'm tuned in, you know, because me coming from New York, you know, me having a specific ear when it comes to that vibe and, you know, how it resonates with me and off rip, you definitely embody that. And then I just went down a rabbit hole. From there, jumped into your videos mm -hmm. and you were just, pumping them out like I thought it was gonna stop at a certain point but no just kept going and going and going and going mm -hmm. how do you find the time between touring between being all over the place you got a few interviews after this one mm -hmm. but between all of that how do you find the time to not only make 
dope music, but to also put out these videos just like one after the other? Um, it was really just the hunger, the drive. Like there was a point in time where like I was, like, I was, just, I was desperate to get out there. I was desperate to like really just show consistency and put pressure on people. I felt like that was one thing I lacked, consistency. And that's why I never got to where I wanted to be. I'm mm -hmm. there now because of Absolutely. consistency. But like, that's one thing I never had. So I'm just like, let me put pressure on people. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, this is probably like the longest I went without shooting a video. But I'm on tour and stuff like that, so I give myself that little break. But like, I, the whole the whole plan was just to put pressure on people, put my foot on their neck, make sure they know that we're not done. It's not just one record, it's not just one video. We're coming with a whole body of work. Yeah. And then we're gonna come with another body of work and we're just gonna keep doing it. Like that was the whole plan, just to show people that I'm I'm here for the long run. I'm not here just for a temporary amount of time, you know? Yeah, yeah. So your music really embodies a lot of the songs that I know I grew up listening mm -hmm. to. So when I heard Need Me and I heard that, you know, Best of Me flip and then, you know, when I hear you use the, you know, the T O K footprints mm -hmm. flip, you know, I'm like, he definitely has an ear for music. So now is that you purposely going to producers saying, yo, let's flip this, mm -hmm. or producers coming to you saying, yo, I grew up listening to this song, let's do this. Not definitely, um, it's funny. I made the, the, the Need Me beat with the producer. Yeah. We had I had told him to flip the sample, and I told him, yo, put reggae drums on it. Like We had orchestrated that beat, and then the same producer that made that beat, I told him to make that when you, I was like, yo, put the sample in it, flip it. It's funny, because when he first put it together, I didn't like it, but then like, I heard him, and I don't really like that song either. When you cry, really, I don't like that it. That shit is fire, yeah, bro. Thank you, bro, <laughs> bro. But I, I, I just don't like it. And then Teal, they, they had hit me up two footprints. Um, one of the members, he had hit me up like I heard the record this then the third, and that was dope. Just getting the response from him. So I mean, it's just coming from me. I grew up listening to these records. Um, I used to listen to it all the time, and I'm just a fan of that type of music. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because and we talked about this off camera as well. Mm -hmm. The quick grab these days is to grab something from the past and kind of put a spin on it but the fact that you know like you said we both come from the same type of you mm -hmm. know ever in a sense you know listening to the same type of music in a sense but for you to incorporate that into your music now it's really a testament yeah. to not only you being a student of music but you being a fan of music as mm -hmm. well and at such a young age because you don't think yeah. that somebody your age would go and grab those samples and do what you did with them mm -hmm. and you made them yours you know because once again i heard them and i was like Normally, when people do flips, I'm a little bit apprehensive, but uh -huh. I was like, yeah, yeah, add this to the playlist, add this to the playlist. <laughs> nah, thank you, for real. So, talk to us about the title, The Life Crisis. Um, so, it's funny, my cousin had told me, like, this is probably two years ago, before I did anything, he had told me, like, yo, what's your plans, what are you trying to do? And I was like, I was trying to come up with a tape. And then he had to give me, a, he said, Kid Life Crisis at first. And it, it was cool, it was cute, but then I was just like, he just gave me the name, the the concept I really dug towards. I came up with her life crisis, cause like, I really I just wanted to put that out there, cause he he's responsible for the the crisis little concept. But the her life crisis, it got to me to the point where I hit a certain age where I realized I'm not trying to I'm not trying to stay in the streets. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to be involved in the what's going on in the hub, what's going, cause it's gonna stay there. It's not going nowhere, you know. Right. And. I'm at an age where I'm trying to do something bigger, something better with myself. Then you know, midlife crisis. You hit a certain age where you realize you're not young anymore. Mm -hmm. So for me, just I that was me yesterday. But that once again, another story. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it was just like you know, I, I realized I'm young. I gotta do something with my life. I'm not trying to just stay here and not do anything and just 
You feel me? Like, there's too many people that live their life and don't get to do anything with it. They they live their life the way other people want them to live yeah. it. They live their life just trying to get by. Yeah. I'm trying to live my life to the fullest, you know? So it got to a point where I realized that I'm not I'm not trying to be in the hood anymore. I'm trying I'm trying to I'm trying to uplift myself. I'm trying to put my family, myself in a better position. I want to do something big with myself, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. That's why I call it that. And also, if you listen, like you're recalling events, recalling situations, recalling the environment that made you as well. So you're also bringing eyes and attention to the fact that, yeah, I don't want to stay here, but mm -hmm. at the same time, this is what made me. This is who I am. This is a huge part of who I am as a man and as an artist, because if you look at all your visuals, they're set in the hood, mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of people may feel like that's just like very one dimensional. I don't think so, because if that's something that made you, that's something that condi conditioned you, and now you're on this level where you're rocking stages across the country and mm -hmm. hopefully the world really, yeah. really soon, mm -hmm. you know, and pretty soon people are gonna know who you are, you're gonna be a household name. You wanna have that dynamic, you wanna have this, you know, sort of duality to you as like you look, yeah, I am this up and coming young superstar who wants to chase his dreams and not be stagnant. But at the same time, I'm also somebody who came from these streets, who knows what these people are going through, who knows what, you know, it takes to survive out here. So mm -hmm. if I can do it, you could do it mm -hmm. too. So it's definitely a great way to introduce yourself to the world and to also kind of be this sort of champion for the younger generation that's coming definitely, up. Definitely, yeah. And speaking of the younger generation, and I'm not gonna get into how old I am, but I am gonna get into this game. Now, the name of this game is called Age Appropriate. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm gonna give you a list of things, and I want you to tell me at what age should you stop doing these things. Stop or start? Stop. Okay. All right, you ready? Yeah. All right, first question, at what age should you stop playing 2K? You don't gotta stop playing. I don't think you should ever stop um, when your hands stop working. I feel like when you catch arthritis <laughs> and you just start dying. I feel, I feel like 2K is a, is a universal sport. I mean, it's a universal game. And you got little kids playing, you got grown men playing. I don't feel like if, if your girlfriend has a problem with you playing 2K, it's the wrong person to be with, for real. Like, I feel like 2K is responsible for a lot of people's happiness. And if they don't want to see you happy, that's their problem. You I'm hear that, like, babe? Too good. You hear that? J.I. <laughs> said, if you don't act right, I got to up and leave. Uh-huh. If you don't let me play 2K. But I'm yeah, I feel like 2K is a, is a game where anybody could play it, for real. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay. When should you stop trolling on social media? I don't feel like you should ever troll on social media. Um, unless you're like an artist that needs to become successful or unless that's your lane. Um, I feel like there's some people that are known for trolling on social media and that's all they're going to be known for. But as far as like you doing it to get a response out of people, you should never do that. That's corny. In my opinion, I never went on my way to hate on somebody or joke. I maybe trolled once. That was probably with the little Wendy Williams. I'm not sure if you saw the Wendy Williams situation. I mean, but this, but yeah, this Wendy Williams. That was like, that, that's, that's probably when I was trolling. But besides that, I trolled in a positive way. There's positive ways to troll. I feel like a lot of people, trolling is corny. I don't feel like you should do that. That's not genuine. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. This one might be triggering to a lot of people. Uh-huh. But you know what? Let's do it. At what age should you stop rapping if you haven't made it? Oh, shit. Um, I'll take all the heat on this one. You know what? I, I, I'll put. I'll, I'm the one that you can direct your hate look, towards. <laughs> all right, look. 
we're in a generation now where it's possible for anybody actually I'm gonna be real with you mm-hmm. but I feel like once you turn maybe like somewhere in your mid 30s you should definitely like you know maybe reconsider the role you want to play in the industry I'm not saying don't give up on trying to be in the music industry but rapping fans love a young artist they, they, they love somebody that they could grow with throughout the years I feel like if you just keep rapping and it's not working, you're doing something wrong. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna see this as nicely as possible. I feel like, for me, I had, a, I had a point where I just kept being repetitive and I didn't really know what I was doing wrong till I stopped doing it for a couple months. And then I saw, I'm like, oh, all right. I feel like if you're in your mid-30s and you're still rapping, you've been rapping for 20 years, pack it up, Papa. It's not gonna work for you. I think you should definitely maybe try to do management or become an A&R or something. But rapping, I don't know. I feel like you should stop. Or maybe change the subject. If you're 35, talk about paying bills or some shit. Midlife crisis. Talk about something that's relevant to your age. I don't want to. We don't want to hear you talking about. Oh, I'm young. Yeah, I be doing this, that, and the third. Don't talk about stuff young people do. Cause you know, you, you oh, just stick to your age at least if you're gonna do that. So, you hear that, everyone? Uh-huh. If you're in your mid 30s and you haven't made it yet, you should put the mic down. And start your own show on Pop Desk. Exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry about that. Just had a moment. Never mind. So, tour wrapped up. Body of work. Just keep coming. Videos keep coming. Now, once again, you're just in the thick of getting your legs underneath you. Where do you see yourself? I'm not even going to say in the next few years because that's just like a really, really broad question. I feel like everybody asks a young artist. Where do you see yourself at the end of this year in particular? Because that's a more realistic time span to kind of gauge everything that you started this year and everything that you probably want to accomplish by the end of the year. Um, so by the end of this year, I definitely see myself, hopefully with like 2 million followers. I have one, almost 1.1 right now. I feel like if I could stay consistent, drop more music, I definitely will have a bigger following. I see myself maybe headlining way bigger tours, bigger venues. Um, I see myself growing mentally. Besides the music, let's not even talk about the music, let's talk about me being a human being, which I am, the personal life I have. I see myself maturing, becoming a better person, a pop, more positive person mentally. Um, I wanna be just, I wanna help the world too. Hopefully I can have enough money where I donate to charity, start my own charity. Hopefully I have, um a good amount of property as far as like what I'm renting out to people I want to invest. So hopefully I have some type of investment going on by the end of the year. Another project or two maybe. Hopefully the beginning of my album start is in the work by the end of the year. Um, That's pretty much it. Just way more bigger than I am. Happier, heavier on the happier. Cause I feel like when you're, you're so, when you're always busy, when you're always working, when you're always just caught up in life, you don't really have enough time to appreciate everything around you or happiness. You don't really have time for that. So I want to be happy too, you know? That's pretty much it, you know? And alive. Too many people die every day. I want to be alive. Not for nothing, I think your 2020 is probably everybody's 2020 at this point. Mm-hmm. And once again, man, I'm a huge fan. Everything that you're doing thus far, just keep doing it. Appreciate man, because you, you definitely have it. You have the talent. You have the mindset. You definitely have the work ethic. And when you tie all of those great things together and you have amazing people like Sasha helping you out mm-hmm. I feel like you're gonna be a right in this industry man just Definitely. keep doing you and keep doing your thing but I ain't telling you nothing that you already know because after all I am old 
<laughs> but J.I., thank you for stopping by, man. Where can the people find you at on social media? Instagram, I-A-M-J, period, I. Same thing on Facebook. That's my artist page. Look up the same thing. YouTube, look up J.I., social media sites. Just look up J.I. If it doesn't pop out, try the Prince of New York. I don't really like that name, but just go with J.I. Just look up J.I. Hopefully, you find my name. If not... Then put the Prince of New York after that, and that's pretty much it. Boom. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, Jazz in the building. Make sure you go grab Hood Like Prices Volume 1 yes. and 2 out now on wherever you get your musics from. I am your host, Decent. Thank you for joining me once again on another episode of Hosted by Decent. Make sure you subscribe to the Pop Dutch YouTube channel. Make sure you hit that little bell to be notified of brand new content. And if you're checking out this lovely little shirt right here, we got merch now, people. Make sure you hit the link in the description and get you some Hosted by Decent merch. And we're a podcast, so Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Make sure you listen here if you can't see the video. Looking forward to 2020. See you soon. Peace.